Welcome into the breeze with DP and Haas on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome into the final show of this current segment of Ticket Weekends. I am Harrison Arns pushing the ones and twos. We got Haas and DP in here as always. Uh, it looks like we're going to talk an NBA playoffs. It's going to be the main uh, topic for today's show. But nonetheless, if you guys want to join the show, feel free to go on the Sartre Heyman text line, 402-464-5685. You can join us that way as well as the Honda Lincoln hotline. Same number, 402-464-5685. And we're streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, and Allo Channel 951. Uh, there's a million ways to reach us and engage in the show. But nonetheless, we'll go ahead and bring Haas and DP in here. Uh, guys, how's it going? Great. It's my uh, daughter's eighth birthday tomorrow, so it's a great weekend. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, how are you guys doing? I- I'm just thawed out from yesterday. <laughs> I'm literally just thawing out from yesterday. Um, seriously. Uh, hey, the the spring the locker room. Is cool. They have to change the name of. It. <laughs> I don't care about the locker room. Like you guys know know me well enough to know uh, that the I understand the the, the pageantry of of things. Um. But I'm also really good at, at, at staying focused on the priority of things. And yesterday was about football. It was about football. And I don't care. Like, I'm, I'm going to be the, the get-off-my-lawn guy. I don't care about Herbie. Uh, I don't care about the other stuff. Are, are you going to win games? Like, that's that, – that's, I get the distraction and the need for it to entertain people. But all I wanted to see yesterday was whether what was going on in the program is going to help this football team beat beat Ohio State or Wisconsin or Iowa. And if it wasn't, I'll applaud it. Cool. But that's not that wasn't the focus. It was too cold. It was too cold to recruit. Like it was too cold. Like it was. It, it was. It just was. Like you invited people who who live in eighty five degrees to come to to, to stand in forty degree chill yesterday. So I don't think we succeeded. <laughs> I can't imagine I that Nebraska got. <laughs> I was sitting nice and right? uh, warm like, here in on. studio. I'm not gonna lie, DP. It was pretty funny. You guys were jumping like crazy yesterday. I don't know how many times I was watching Jay Foreman, Austin, all those guys just jumping up and down. <laughs> I'm on stream. If you missed it, it was freezing. Couldn't keep the guys on screen. They kept moving around trying to stay warm. It was. Uh, I was happy to be in studio. It was nice and warm for me, anyways. All right, for those man, who the, the wind game, like, was just yeah. I know. I heard it was cold, and I watched. I watched a decent amount of it. Are you excited with some of the playmakers that are that are going to be there? Like, who stood out for you? Well, I so to be clear, the six most important returning players didn't play yesterday. Like, that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. That's a big statement to make about what you watched yesterday. That. The top two quarterbacks, Casey Thompson and 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 Logan Smothers, were in street clothes. Uh, your two defensive captains, or your three defensive captains, were all in street clothes. Heinrich, uh, Reimers, Ty Robinson, all in street clothes. Uh, your most important offensive lineman, Teddy Prohaska, street clothes. It showed. 
it showed. Um, you know, Haas, you get it. Harrison, you get it. Like the thing, control the controllables. That tells me you, you that you that you're you're growing and getting better. Control the controllables. You can't make yourself faster. You can't make yourself stronger in game day. Like those are things that you can't you can't do. What you can do is execute. And there were 18 tackles for loss and eight fumbles. That sounds like old Nebraska, old bad Nebraska. So for the next three months, we're going to have to talk about what we saw, not what we think, not what we feel, but what we saw. And we didn't see, like, the good news is that Jeff Sims looks like a, a, a really good Nebraska quarterback if that's where they land and that's what they go with. Uh, but the rest of it, there's still a lot of questions. And, Haas, you know this. Harrison, I've said this to you a hundred times. You can tell the status. You can tell the standing of a program and a team by the number of questions you have about it. Today we have more questions than we have answers. That's where it stands. I saw some Willie Beeman in uh in sims and i was like okay okay <laughs> I yeah don't know when, when yeah. he's playing but but he's got it <laughs> yeah i mean it's you know they'll, they'll still have to figure out whether it's it, you know are, are you are you gonna have casey thompson or not and we'll find out more pretty soon mm-hmm. if you do great you have a real competition and you have some variables if you don't if he's not going to return, then Jeff Sims is the is the front runner, and then you have to ask: Are the people behind him good enough? Because Nebraska hasn't had a quarterback finish the season in a while. Like it's just it's not the norm. So you better have another dude. And you know they put some names out there that they thought were the dudes. I mean, you know Matt Rule called this the best, the most talented offense uh, quarterback room he's ever been been around uh, in college football. Well, if that's the case, uh, the numbers lied. Yeah, like we we only have what we saw to go on. So it'll be an interesting three months. Uh, Transfer portal opens. Uh, Folks will be in and out. Um, They've got 18 roster spots, 13 roster spots that they've got to clear just to get down to the number. And then there'll even be some more to go and get some additional talent. So um, it's going to be an interesting three months between now and summer camp. It'll be interesting. They're going to go back to the old line too, I'm sure, in the portal. That just kind of feels like the biggest thing that's going to hold them back. Um, I don't even think it's anything Matt Rule could really fix right now other than get some more guys in, but it's just really thin. It's really, really thin. And like you said, with the quarterbacks, we seem to go through two a year. You're going to want to be able to protect those guys, so you hope your backup's ready to play because it's just thin. You can't. Once again, we're at a point we can't afford anyone to get hurt in the offensive line. Like We just can't. And it's unfortunately well, I mean, it's going to hurt us. Corker went out yesterday. Yeah. Corker went out yesterday. So so, uh, you know, and 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 Scott was 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 nicked up and dinged up mm-hmm. before. So, listen, <laughs> it's not going to look on August thirty first. It's not going to look the way it looked yesterday. It's not going to be the entire same group of roster. Um, the coaches are going to have their hands full. They got work to do. Mm-hmm. And they're paid well to do it. So, you know, hey, you don't want excuses. Find a way. That's what we're looking for. What uh, would you think of Kemp? Are, are there other other playmakers on the outside? 
Well, setup. I mean, you you got you Hoss, you, you got they got some they have some talent. I mean, MJ Sherman's legit. Mm-hmm. Like he's legit. He just moves he moves the crowd. Um you know, he moves the line of scrimmage. Look, the young guys showed out. There's some defensive talent out there. Um, the secondary is the best group on the field. Um, we thought the run, it was the, that it was either them or the running back group yesterday. Uh, and last sat, last two Saturdays, uh, the defensive secondary has been the best group on the field. The linebackers and edge setters are great, but your two your two veteran linebackers didn't play, so they should actually be better than they showed yesterday, which is a good sign. I've said all along that I, Tony White is my favorite coach on the staff. Um, he speaks in a language and he moves in a way that makes me feel comfortable that things are going to get done. And that's not to say the other coaches can't and won't just, I'm saying of the group, um, Tony white makes me feel like the defense will figure out a way uh, to be competitive and, and, and to get things done. They just, I mean, on every side of the ball, special teams, offense, defense, both lines, all the skill positions, they've got work to do. Like it's three months and it's got to take a big step of growth because it's Minnesota and PJ Fleck and he doesn't care. And Dion, guess what? They coming. It we got confirmation yesterday, right? Sold it out. Forty five thousand uh, showed up to pack to pack the room. Uh, there's movement out there. Nebraska has to get it together because those first two games aren't gimmies. Like they've had no success against against PJ Fleck. And Dion doesn't seem like he wants to play. play oh, but DP Dion is just flash, and he's just talk and sizzle. He's not a he's not a coach. Boy, <laughs> anybody who said that don't know what they're talking about. Like, just just stop it. Like to, to think. I, I like to ask that question, right? That of all the people who say that about Dion, tell me how much more about football they know than Dion. <laughs> <laughs> like. Come on, man! Stop it. That look, the work is done. And look, he's living. He's living rent free in the minds of, of 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 Husker fans, and Husker fans have to put it down. Look, they need to focus on Min- on Minnesota because there have been mismatched problems. The coaching staffs have been outcoached in the previous years. Uh, they had some games that they could have won against Minnesota and didn't. But now you've got three months, and it's a ton of work. It's not going to be easy, and even if the talent level was where we wished it was, that's still a lot to say that they're going to have to outcoach PJ Fleck in order to go to Minneapolis and win game one. And think about the other side of it to the first two games. And this is rare for Nebraska. The first two games are on the road, mm-hmm. new coaches, new roster on the road, the big 10 conference. Good luck. Yeah. Better be ready. Bye. Uh, real quick from the text line, Pecan Pie says, what's up, fellas? Uh, he said, I saw a defense that played fast and tackled better. Um, and, yeah, I, I do yeah. hope. I think that definitely going live helped a lot. I, I don't know how many times we had to see it last year. First guy missed. Second guy maybe slightly Ooh. grabs an ankle, slows him down. Third guy barely gets him, but he's 10 yards up the field over and over. So I yeah. I don't know if it's just yeah. like hopefully going live fixes that. But tackling was definitely a lot better yesterday, uh, wrapping up better. So, you know, there's there's some guys too. I really like Hartzog. I think he could be a special player for Nebraska. He looked good yesterday. Like really, just fundamentally yeah. sound. Uh, he, everything he was doing looked right. Haas, I want to ask you this, since as an outsider, so out of Colorado and Nebraska, pretty abysmal last year. Who do you think is going to have the faster route to success? <laughs> 
Are you trying to turn? At first, it was talking about how Caitlin Clark's good. Now you want me to talk about Colorado? <laughs> yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it. <laughs> yeah. Am I, am I going to be Ric Flair here? <laughs> which, which, which heel do you want me to be? <laughs> Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, but playmakers is how you win in sports. And Colorado brought playmakers with them. And so Colorado is ahead right now. Now, if you're going to go and, and win with identity and, and so on and so forth, if Sims is going to be your quarterback, are you going to be disciplined? You talked about tackling. I, I mean, Grant's there for, for, from the running back room and, and all that. But right now, Colorado's winning. And you guys can go and, and boo me and, and <laughs> say, Hosta Breezy sucks. Hosta Breezy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it looks like from the outside. Oh, and, asked and, and, the, hold, he asked and, for the truth. And, and by the way, to all, all my people, we were talking about my uncle yesterday. And my my wife was like, you're a Nebraska fan as a kid? I was like, yeah, I was. And she's like, why? I was like, my uncle went to Oklahoma and he bragged about it all the time. And I just hated it. And so I just I figured out which team was the biggest rival of Oklahoma, and it was Nebraska. And I just kept rooting for them. And so <laughs> I'm actually a Nebraska guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'll See, be honest. Got no problems with your answer there, Haas. Like I really, I really just don't know. I don't know. Uh, but we do got a phone call. Let's go ahead and take that real quick. You are on ninety three seven. The ticket. Who is this? Uh, Steve. Hey, Steve. What's on your mind, man? I just wanted to talk a little bit about the spring game, and I don't know if they brought it up yet, but just the, just the finally seeing them get under center and going north south, taking what's there, uh, taking the four yards, the five yards, and just forcefully moving ahead instead of every play is out of shotgun. We got to figure it out. You know, they 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 made the linemen say, "Okay, let's go." Let's let's move the pile, and I was just proud to see that because I haven't seen that from a long time. Yeah, absolutely, Steve. I uh, appreciate the phone call, and yeah, I mean, Haas, I know you said you watched it too, but that was definitely a point of emphasis. You could see the style at least was obvious for me, right? Like I I got a sense of like what they were at that moment. The style is pretty. Not, they still kept some of that motion, but it's a lot. It's more simplified. You know, it's more just moving who's in front of you. They they got rid of a lot of the motions. They still got a little bit, but it's definitely more downhill. Um, and yeah, less out of the shotgun. Like you know what's coming at you, can you stop it? So it's a pleasant eye for Nebraska fans if it works. It's, it's the offensive line is what scares me. Is this gonna work? Because I thought, like DP said, that defense you're missing three captains. Can you push those guys as that first team offense? Sometimes you could push them. Sometimes, but it wasn't consistent. So that that'd be my only worry, but. It is a welcome sight if you're an old-school Husker fan, nonetheless. Real quick, and then I have a question for you, DP. Yeah, second and six is a lot easier than second and 12 or second and 10. It allows you to do two different types of plays instead of being predictable. So being able to do the small things are actually mm -hmm. really big. Now, DP, you brought up the, the first two games. 0-2, if that's the record, is that the equivalent of losing to Northwestern? No, those are better programs. I don't think you can put it there. No, no, the, 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 the loss to Northwestern had so many things. One, Nebraska was, was clearly the more 
athletic team. It was more that uh, was the was the better team. And Nebraska had the game won. They literally had control of the game and gave it away in such unique ways that the fan base had spun. Like you just chose, you had the game. Like Northwestern was prepared to go fetal uh, and and just let the clock run out, and you 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 revived them by pumping their chests and giving them vitamins, and they taught, they, they took the game. Um, I, I the PJ the PJ Fleck thing is unique in Nebraska because I've, I've of all the coaches in the Big Ten Conference that Nebraska fans lock into. Dis, pure disdain for PJ Fleck is like Minnesota is not the team that you need to focus on. Like it shouldn't matter what PJ Fleck is doing. It shouldn't matter. It really shouldn't matter. But what PJ Fleck has done is done what Nebraska fans wish their coaches would do, which was get people to buy into a thing and to get success in a place that doesn't normally hasn't normally had success with the level of same level of talent that Nebraska has. Right, to create guys who were tough to defend or defenses that were tough to scheme against. BJ Fleck has done that. Now they don't like him because they're like, wait a minute, you know, for whatever reasons, all the reasons, and the, he gives you enough, so that's fair. But I could put PJ Fleck and James Franklin in the same room, and Nebraska fans don't talk about James James Franklin. They don't talk about Penn State, but Penn State's having the same level of success as Northwestern, and PJ Fleck and James Franklin. I mean, yeah, and they're the they're the same they're the same coaches. They're literally the same people. Like one, <laughs> like they're the same people. So it's important for Nebraska to start off. But it, again, you're on the road. Uh, it's an easy trip from Lincoln to, mm-hmm. to Minneapolis. Not everything from Lincoln is easy. Um, but then you've got to get to the matchup and under Scott Frost. Nebraska was outcoached by by Minnesota. They were outcoached. Like there's no other way to say it. They were well, remember that COVID year, DP. I don't know if you watched that one, but I mean, COVID year, Minnesota. That their entire offensive line was gone. I mean, we lost. <laughs> like there was zero reason for Minnesota to come to, into into Lincoln and win that game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, it just there just wasn't. So. This is a huge opportunity. The, the unfortunate part is, and the truth and reality is, we have from the end of April to the end of August to simply talk about what we know. What we actually know about a Matt Rule team at Nebraska. And it'll change. It'll be fluid because the rosters are going to change. We'll find out more about the coaches. They'll share more information. But we know Minnesota. We know P.J. Fleck. We know that when things have run well with NFL talent, they beat Nebraska. So there's a lot of work in play. It's going to be a long couple of months. Yeah, Benhaas, I'll let you respond uh, real quick here. But uh, from the YouTube text line, Scott Davis, kind of what you are talking about, DP, that old-school Nebraska defense. He said, I don't know about you guys, uh, but for the defense to force eight turnovers was impressive. Glass half full. And uh, that is that is kind of the spring game. No matter how you look at it, it's going to be a glass half full. You don't want to see your offense dominate, and you don't want to see your defense dominate too much. It's kind of a hard one to win. Uh, but, yeah, anyways, again, you guys can join in on the text line. 402-464-5685 or on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter and Allo Channel 951. Uh, you can engage in the show that way. I talked about black shirts a little bit last year if you're or in, in the fall, and I was like, hey, here's a sleeve because they're finally starting to tackle. 
because I'm used to the 49ers defense where everyone tackles, the cornerbacks tackle, the safeties tackle, and obviously the linebackers and the D-line tackles. So are the black shirts coming back? Like, is that is that loud or is that gone? Is that tradition gone now? I don't know. I haven't um, yeah. I, 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 I wouldn't dare speak on the thing that is black shirts as, as an expert. Um, as I said earlier, Tony White, the defensive coordinator of the Huskers, is my favorite member of the coaching staff. Um, a lot of the things that he works on and speaks about resonates with me. So, and even he will tell, I, 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 I've said it in previous weeks, no matter what happened yesterday, some folks were going to be happy and some weren't going to be sad. Like some were going to be sad, some were going to be happy. That's just how it was going to work. If the offense dominated, defense wasn't going to be happy. If defense dominated, uh, offense wasn't going to be happy. Uh, if special teams, if they're returners, everybody was happy. If they weren't, you know, the other side is, well, we can't stop a kick return. So, <laughs> so it didn't really matter what was going to happen. There was going to be talk, but eight fumbles is not good. <laughs> it's just like there's nothing about that you Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, like it's just not like take care of the ball. That's a basic thing. Like that's the basic of basic things. Ball control is at the top in the, in the, of the pyramid of things that you can control to, to, to help be successful. And putting the ball on the field eight times, no. That NFL is. running backs could have 5.6 yards per carry and 10 touchdowns and then one fumble in the game and they're not playing for four weeks. Mm-hmm. That's it. Cut. That's it. All true. Yeah, who was that? Let me ask. Yeah, right. I'm not blanking on it. Who was it on the Broncos running back this year? Oh, ah, yeah. I'm completely blanking on his Gordon. name. Yes, yeah, he lost the spot because he he just kid it. it does butter butterfingers kept putting it on the deck, and then guess what? Lost his job pretty fast. So knowing knowing how good the associate head coach is philosophically, is it more of a discipline like make the sure tackle first? Or is it be like digs and and you can go get as many turnovers and blings and we're going to be like the U and we're going to get a turnover chain or a, 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 a big corn type hat that we're going to put on after every turnover? Or is it more of a, hey, just disciplined, quiet type of defense? Like what 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 attitude or persona are you seeing around the defense? Well, it's, it's responsibility. I mean, it's all skill set. It's all skill set. Taught, learned, uh, executed skill set that I'm going to, to secure the runner. I'm going to secure him. So I'm going to impact him. I'm going to jar him. I'm going to wrap him up. And then as once I have control, I'm going to rip. I'm going to rip and shred, which is, you know, all the points of contact on a football, uh, your ability and choosing to finish forward with your helmet forward and your elbows forward on, on, on in, when, when you go to the ground and not running out of bounds. Well, the defenders have three things that they need to do, those three things. The defense won yesterday. Like, they won. Like, there's one football. If somebody loves you enough to give you the football, the one thing that is the most important thing on the field, and they give it to you and you give it away, I cannot trust you and you are not responsible enough for me, for, for me to count on. Like that's literally how, what the process is. There is not a bad enough defender on the planet to, to like, it's like my wallet and my girlfriend. 
I need to, that football better resonate. <laughs> that look, I'm not letting anybody. I'm not letting anybody put their hands on my football, my girlfriend, my wallet. Like, <laughs> I don't care how big and bad you are. We gonna fight for it. Hoss, I'll let you. I'll let you tie this up here, and then we got to go to break. DP, I love it. When I coach kids sports, I'm like, "What's your favorite toy? Huh? Well, think about your favorite toy. Do you want someone taking your favorite toy? No, that's yours. You better protect that. <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> With that being said, we'll throw it to break here on the breeze. I'm Harrison Arns. We got DP and Haas, as always, going all the way up until 1 o'clock. And then we'll still have Sunday Rewind later today. So be sure to stay in to 93.7 The Ticket, ticketfm.com. We'll be back right after this break.